this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Moravian Church, and welcome to this worship by phone recording posted for the week of Sunday, August 2nd. This recording is about 11 minutes long. Call this number back at any time to hear this recording again, and call back each week to hear a new worship by phone recording. New recordings are posted on Sunday mornings. Now before we move on, I'd like to mention a special announcement this week. After recording 86 responses to Edgeboro's recent online worship survey representing 200 church members, 75% of you said that you would likely or very likely attend an outdoor worship service at Edgeboro. And so after discussing those responses, the Joint Board decided to begin hosting outdoor worship services at Edgeboro on Sunday evenings at 6.30 p.m. The first of these services will be Sunday, August 9th at 6.30 p.m. outside Edgeboro. More information and guidelines will be coming to you soon about this. But in short, if you do come to these outdoor services, please wear a mask, and if you can, bring your own chairs. We'll be spreading out among the grassy area and the parking lot. If you or a loved one has any concerns about attending worship in person, please feel free to worship from home. Online worship through Moravian Church Without Walls will still be offered, and the worship by phone recordings just like this one will continue to be offered too. Speaking of worship by phone, let's get back to it. Sunday, August 2nd is the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. In the northern province of the Moravian Church, it is also the Prayer Day for World Peace and Nuclear Disarmament. This week we have the Beller family on the recording for the assigned readings and prayers, so thanks to Ryan and Becky and their kids Ella and Max for helping out, and as always, thanks to Gil Justice for recording this week's music. Hi, Ezra, it's the Bella family. Becky. Ryan. Max. And Ella. We hope everybody is doing well and enjoying the summer. We've been certainly having some hot days, so we hope you're staying nice and cool. Ella, can you tell everybody some things that we've been up to? Um, swimming, eating ice cream, and playing games. And Max, what else have we been doing? Legos, bidding Legos, bike rides, and rocks. Yeah. Ella. Isn't there a joke you wanted to tell our music-loving congregation? What do you call a cow playing a guitar? I don't know. What do you call a cow playing a guitar? A musician! That's a good one. We hope everyone has a happy and healthy summer. Take care. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 1 to 5. Isaiah invites those who are thirsty. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you. Because of the love the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Matthew chapter 14 verses 13 to 21. Jesus feeds 
5,000 people. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children." God provides for God's people. Scripture reminds us of this all the time. As we just heard through the prophet Isaiah, God issues an invitation for all people to come to God to find rest, to be fed, and to find sustenance. Some of these images remind me of milk and honey, the signs of the promised land, and God's care for Moses and the Israelites. When they had no food, God provided, and manna came from the sky. And when they had no water, God provided, and Moses struck a rock, and it came from there. In the Gospels, Jesus issues the same kind of invitation. In fact, it sounds an awful lot like Isaiah. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. I am the living water. Drink from me, and you will never be thirsty again. And now, another story about God's sustenance. Five loaves and two fish. A very familiar story, a very familiar miracle, where 5,000 men were fed and there were still leftovers. That's a pretty big crowd, so let me put this in more familiar terms for us. Our sanctuary full, like on Christmas Eve, holds 200 people. So it would take 25 Christmas Eve services to accommodate 5,000 people. And given that we have three services each on Christmas Eve, that's over eight years of Edgeboro Christmas Eve's worth of people, 5,000. But it says that's just the men. There were women and children there too. So who knows, the crowd could have been bigger. It could have been as large as a sellout Iron Pigs game, 8,278 seats. This miracle is of gigantic proportions, which is exactly why our attention goes right to the miracle instead of the fact that all of this kind of started with a problem. All of these people were hungry. They needed food. And as time moved on in the day, the disciples realized that this was going to be the case and this was going to be a problem. And so presented with that, difficult problem, the disciples suggested to Jesus that they should just leave. But Jesus just doesn't make this problem go away for the disciples. He doesn't make the people go away, and he doesn't magically make their hunger go away either. 
The disciples want the problem to go away, but Jesus replies, well, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you feed them? The disciples look at Jesus and say, we have nothing but five loaves of bread and two fish. They literally say, we have next to nothing. So they offer what they have to Jesus, who then in turn multiplies their gifts. But it's still their responsibility to address the problem at hand with what they have, acting with and on behalf of Christ. When we rush to the part of the story with the gigantic miracle, we miss seeing that this all first started with a problem that wasn't going to go away until followers of Christ took up the responsibility to help. Right now, we're witnessing some pretty daunting problems in our world. A global pandemic, polarizing political divides, racial injustice, climate change, high unemployment rates, gaps of wealth and inequality, poverty and hunger, just to name a few. These are problems that, just like the disciples, we really wish would just go away. It would make our lives a lot easier and the lives of everybody a lot easier. They're problems we really wish that God would just snap his fingers and make disappear. Problems that are so big that we think we have next to nothing to offer in comparison to help. But if we take seriously Jesus' challenge to the disciples about their responsibility as a loving follower of Christ to serve in some way when facing a problem like feeding 5,000 hungry people, then we can see that Jesus is also challenging us about our responsibility as loving followers of Christ to serve when facing the problems of today. Now, I'm not saying the expectation is that any of us are going to solve any of these things by ourselves. After all, Jesus didn't expect the disciples to solve world hunger with five loaves and two fish. But that whatever it is that we can offer, whether it be encouraging words, an open heart, a gift or a donation, thinking of someone else's health and well-being or more, whatever it is that we can offer can make a bigger impact than we think. So as God promises to provide for God's people, may we in turn promise to offer what we have in times of trouble. And with God's grace, may we have faith that these personal offerings we make will be turned into multiplied blessings. And speaking of blessings and also considering that both of our scripture passages had food in them, here is Ella Beller to close us in prayer. Come Lord Jesus, our guest to be, along with a few extra lines as well. And now I'll close it in prayer. Come Lord Jesus, our guest to be and bless these gifts bestowed by thee. May our souls by you be fed, ever on the living bread. And with our daily bread impart you, your love and peace to every heart. Bless our loved ones everywhere and keep them in thy loving care. Amen.